From the bingo halls of yesteryear to the bright lights of today's arenas, you're listening to the Bingo Hall Boys. We've got a big show to get to, so without any further delay, my name's Jake. Joining me is my co-host. I almost said host. You <laughs> you are the host. Let's be real. I just <laughs> do the introduction. You're the real host. Mitch, how are you doing, buddy? I am doing... I'm doing all right. I'm Good. already bored of the track off season. It's been three days, and I'm already fit, <laughs> so that's pretty par for the course. Um I have to say, I tried uh, John Moxley's uh, little athletic brewing uh, non-alcoholic beers that he pumps. Yeah, so you messaged me that. How was it? These things are fucking delicious. They they pass the test where they taste like shit out of the can, and you put them in a glass, and they're much better. And that seems okay. to be the case with most really good like alcoholic craft beers as well. So I'm pretty yeah. happy. Yeah, I think the last non-alcoholic beer i had was the heineken zero and i was mm-hmm. like yeah it's... yeah that one kind of sucks i'm not much of a beer drinker though Fair. i'm uh i'm what you call cali sober <laughs> or uh <laughs> for those of you that know you know but yeah i'm not much of a drinker um <laughs> did you have to pay much of an import tax on that or no they have them at our like our local grocery stores Rad. yeah okay. i just, I just looked cool. it up i was like i wonder if i can get these anywhere and Sure, ship. They started carrying them in Canada, so I'll keep an eye out for them because I do want to try it. But it's like you know, given family history of substance yeah. abuse and alcoholism, yep. I'm like, ah, uh, the non-alcoholic route might be a way to go. Yeah, these uh, the IPA ones that they have are the, the really good ones. Okay, I'll um, remember that. Yeah, because the place that's like near us, they'll custom order stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which is really cool. Like whenever yeah. um, I used to drink, I would do. Uh, Shinerbach, which is like a Texas brewery. They had like a light one that was really good. But anyway, anyway. <laughs> so after two weeks of having to uh, scrap episodes due to technical difficulties, uh, hopefully those are our last lost episodes. We should be back on track. I spent too much time working on editing software and making sure that we're good to go. I did a test. It worked. So I think we're going to be good to go. And this is a week that definitely needs to be posted. Uh, We've got a very quick, probably the quickest AEW Dynamite review. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got a preview of Honor, WrestleMania preview, and we're going to run through indie matches for WrestleMania weekend that we recommend checking out because there's a lot of bad stuff. Uh, I do want to start off with rumors and rumbles. Mitch, take us through the latest CM Punk drama. And uh, we are going to effectively, honestly, I think uh, this might be one of the last times that we end up talking about it because it's uh, the discourse around it's getting pretty rough. I hope it's going to be the last times we have to talk about it. Right. Um, That's kind of where I'm at. I'm kind of, you know, when I finish it off, I'm kind of where Moxley's at right now. (laughs) Right. I'm just done putting my fucking energy into, to quote him, (laughs) that dick. (laughs) Yeah. So randomly out of nowhere as soon as the uh discourse about punk possibly 
coming well, back it, shows it, up. I was going to say it started off with like Dax speaking on behalf of Punk, which also those two dudes just need to fucking log off if like they ever want to like be in the good graces of people again because mm-hmm. they're really bending people's arms backwards to defend them. But Dax was basically like Punk's reading a wrestling book. He really wants to come back and wrestle. And Punk's like, you know, who was it? Jerry Lawler made was it? It was was it JYD and someone else shake hands after they they beefed something like that. Yeah, it was something like that. And he was just like, oh, go figure. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is he throwing shade at Tony or is that solely at the elite? I don't know. Anyway, but then like Meltzer, I'll let you finish that part up. But that's how it started. And people yeah. are like, oh, Punk might be coming back pretty soon. Yeah, so Meltzer basically paints a puts a little post on a on the Meltzer forums, which are behind a paywall, so only new uh, Wrestling Observer subscribers will theoretically should ever see this, and says yep. basically that uh, like Punk didn't want to come back early to do the squash and uh, the all out squash. Yeah, so like out. whenever yeah. the unification match, he didn't want to losing what was it three minutes to mox yeah he didn't want to lose the, the quick squash match to mox even going over at the end so punk sees this because somebody screen caps it and puts it out there as usually happens whenever dave says something yep. kind of juicy on that forum and punk puts up on his instagram like basically why the fuck am i speaking on this blah blah bullshit um john said he wouldn't lose to me i laughed because nobody's ever said they wouldn't lose to me f- before John pitched the Rocky three idea. I've never seen a fucking Rocky movie. I thought the idea sucked, but if TK wanted to do it, I said, he's the boss. I'll do it. Um, Then went on to call Dave a liar, Jericho a stooge and Mox a liar. There's probably something else in there I missed too, but. So Jericho caught the stray because seemingly punk thinks that Jericho told Meltzer Mm -hmm. about the backstage drama, which again, Alvarez pointed this out, and I thought if you guys can find Alvarez's summary of this whole thing, he hits the nail on the head when he says the Bucks never told Dave or me that CM Punk didn't want Colt in AEW. That was started by fans. Punk picked up on that and just assumed it was the Bucks. And you saw the all out all out uh press conference. Now fans were speculating that it was Jericho that was doing this. And punk is just like, man, fuck Chris Jericho. He's like a a snake or something like that. I'm like, is this guy just really just super online? It's insane. I I think he just threw away his shot of coming back. And of all fucking people to say that, like he wouldn't, uh, he was baffled by mock saying he wasn't going to lose to him for an entire year. Sorry, I've got a big old glare. For an entire year, CM Punk was like, yeah, I want to work with the young guys. Went over everyone. Who did Punk put over? It was like Mox once. Sean and then he... <laughs> the captain. Um, But he put over Mox once and then immediately got his win back mm-hmm. at the pay-per-view. That was so much more meaningful. That was the story that Mox wanted to tell. Mox was helping Punk out. This whole thing is fucking stupid. And really, like, he's he's making it really hard to defend him. 
Um, and I, I think the reason that I wanted to bring this up and just get to it, one, it was the biggest thing that happened in wrestling this week, despite the fact that like dynamites fall, like firing on all cylinders, we had Vikingo versus Omega, which was one of the best matches in dynamite history, like just wrestling television history. And we're all just talking about CM Punk bitching and moaning online. And, and I'm exactly, honestly, I'm sick of it. I would exactly much rather. Boxley said. Yeah. I haven't listened to his uh, podcast with Renee yet. Uh, since, since little dude's been born, mm-hmm. I have not had a ton of time to podcast to listen. So it's, it's on, it's on top of the queue for sure. Yeah. The, the entire podcast episode is pretty good and pretty entertaining. They don't spend very much time on this because Renee basically goes, I know you don't want to talk about this. It's kind of my job. I got to ask you, do you have any comment? And Mox kind of goes, no comment. And he says, basically, I'm fucking sick of all this shit taking the limelight. I'm sick of, like, we just had fucking Kenny and Vikingo. Why are we talking yeah. about this bullshit? Like, Mox's words, too, basically said, doesn't ever name punk, like, kind of alludes to But goes, you like, know. Yeah, he goes, like, all this shit I had to do for, for that dick, and Renee absolutely fucking corpses at this on camera. <laughs> I watched the video one, and she was pissing herself laughing when he calls punk a dick, and then basically says, like, Hey, all I'm really going to say is I wasn't even under a fucking contract at that time. Like, I don't even fucking work there right now. I didn't want to sign a contract that just got out of rehab and didn't want to sign anything not knowing if I'd relapse. And, like, just being there, I was doing you a fucking favor. So shut the fuck up. And then they moved on and talked about everything else. And it was a really good podcast. And, I mean, just imagine, like, it's a laundry list now Mm -hmm. of all the people that have beef with punk. It's insane. It's literally like if all he the did come, guys. Yeah, if he came back, like he doesn't have anyone to work with. No, he doesn't even. It's like the one MJF match. And even then, MJF he doesn't like him either. He hates MJF too. Is that shoot or work? At this point, I'm assuming it's a shoot. <laughs> yeah, they can. Like, MJF is probably a bit of a dick, so hard not to have a little bit. Well, I so I'm gonna I'm gonna snap back on that one. I have heard personal, like from people who've hung out with him at indie shows backstage, like he is a very sweet dude. And like, he has he grown into the character? Yes, it's gotten easier <laughs> for him to do the character. But no, I, I've, I've heard a ton of stories about, you know, Max being a really sweet guy. Don't but, let him know. Right. But anyway, I think I think we just need to change the discourse around that because whenever we set up to this podcast, we're not trying to scoop people. We're not trying to, you know, talk about the, all the controversial stuff. Lord knows I tried to do hot takes <laughs> and uh, that's not really my jam. So like, yeah, it, it's uh, let's just talk about the stuff we enjoy. So with that said, you want to uh, do a quick dynamite review? Yeah, let's get to it and let's get to it fast. So we got a lot of shit to go through. So a whole bunch of stuff happened on dynamite. I'm going to quickly run through it. And then what was your big picture thought on dynamite as a whole? Like I love the pacing of this episode. Yeah, I would much rather have an episode that ends with them stalling for a minute in the ring because they ended a minute early and you actually hear everything rather than the typical Excalibur auctioneer. <laughs> we are recap. desperately out of time. Yeah, I, I love the pacing on that. Um, yeah, I was really happy with the episode as a whole. I do not have a lot of things to complain about with it. Um, I I think I would have liked the in-ring to be better. Uh, There was only one match where I was just like, wow, that was a really damn good match. Everything else was like fine. Um, I just want to get back to Dynamite having like 
two incredible matches every single week. Um, I will say the thing I liked about this the most was that there wasn't shit like QTV. I know you you don't mind it. You even pop for it, but I'm um, the less you're like WWE, the better. And there was some stuff the last several weeks, basically post-revolution, where I'm just kind of not really digging the vibes. Um, but yeah, I thought the pacing was really good, too. So uh, with all that said, let's uh, let's get into it. Yeah, it kicks off uh, Jungle Boy Matt Hardy. I thought it was a weird one to open the show. And then it made sense when after the match, MJF came out and they started to build uh, that part of the foursome for, for Double or Nothing. Yeah. I, uh, I'm normally not a Matt Hardy guy. I thought this match was really good. I thought, I thought he was really solid. He was, this was was awesome. He, he bumped and sold for Jack. Um, so yeah, I mean, if Matt Hardy keeps doing this, his trio work with Isaiah and Ethan page is genuinely like so much fun. It's amazing. Um, they're basically faces now. It's so bizarre. It's, it's so bizarre. I mean, I assumed we were doing a Stockholm Syndrome story from day one, and I think we've all fallen like victim yeah. of that syndrome to the story because we've all bought into it and just loved the three of them together, and now they kind of have to pivot the course for a while. Like, <laughs> Well, and it's nice to not just have Isaiah just kind of do nothing mm-hmm. while Quinn is hurt again. Yeah. So it uh, it really works. Oh, I... And it's so odd because I don't know if Jeff Hardy's ever going to show back up in this promotion. Um, but like they keep making references to him. So I don't, I don't know what all that's about. I, I don't even know if the payoff would be worth it because it would be literally the same exact storyline as like, what was it? The Hardy family values or whatever it was called. Like it, It's the same thing. But anyway, match itself was really good. Jungle boy looked great. I still don't buy him as a, world champion contender well, he's got a lot of point of the promo right right but I'm, I'm just saying like he out of the four darby's the only one i could see headlining a pay-per-view with mjf and i th- i think jungle boy is gonna have to have a, a like one hell of a couple months to to get us there and yeah, hopefully he will um after after those promos finished, we had a very quick squash. Uh, BCC beat up uh, Dalton Castle and the boys. Uh, I wanted a match. This yeah. was the most disappointing thing on the show. <laughs> I mean, I was happy that like it meant I was going to get time on matches and wasn't going to be rushed because six match cards always feel rushed. But I wanted I to mean, see Dalton Castle, Castle wrestle. What's sad. You couldn't have taken like a minute or two from Cassidy and Butcher oh, and a, mi- a bunch off there. A minute or two from Soho and Nightingale or definitely from Cole Garcia. Well, like, they had four minutes for Cole Garcia, but they could have used because they went under, but But yeah, that was my complaint was I was just like, dude, Dal- Dalton Castle's like really fun and the boys can go and bump and but I mean it made the combat club look yep. like killers. So it castles. It did it, it they did <laughs> it their job. Me off. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they got me. Uh, then we do the little video uh, segment where the Acclaimed and Billy Gunn are still being courted by the Jericho Appreciation Society. 
it is so weird to see them like basically take the acclaimed out on a date to all of the places that my wife and I would go out on dates to in St. Louis. <laughs> Cause I was like, yep, that's uh that's right downtown. Like, right. Yep. Okay. Cool. 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 That, that part was pretty funny. Um, I, I guess this just leads to them feuding, but like, if we put the pieces together after the main event, spoilers could we get a version where adam cole is tagging with the acclaimed because that would be an amazing trio <laughs> i don't just know saying gonna, i don't know if it's gonna end up there but <laughs> i'm just saying if you connect the dots of all the people involved in the jas stuff that could be really fun add in uh a certain former iwgp world champion and <laughs> uh you could have some really fun uh mix and match there anyway yeah, we can keep moving. Uh, so uh, after that, we cut to the interview with Hangman. Uh, <laughs> so Don Callis goes to apologize earlier in the segment. He actually came clean to Kenny as well. Yeah. Um, this dirty, rotten scoundrel is up to no good, and I don't buy that bastard's apology for a second. But he goes to apologize to Hangman. He does it. Yeah. He apologizes. Hangman's like, wait, shit, are you serious? And then, of course, they both get jumped. Callus gets knocked open. Which he gets awesome. bloodied, dude. Yeah, I'm, awesome. I'm assuming that he just bladed when he was on the ground because oh, that was gnarly. Yeah, I'm seeing stories come out that he was legitimately injured, and I'm not buying it for a second. No, zero Your PW Insider, I think you're getting worked on this one. He did not just randomly cut his face. Keller off. has a little bit of a history of that. It's okay. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's all right, but uh, I that dirty run scoundrel. I don't know what he's up to, but it's no good. Uh, needless to say, after that, we have to go to Kenny Omega and gets Jeff Cobb for the United States Heavyweight Championship. My match of the week. You got the cleaner entrance. That might have been my biggest pop of the show was getting the old New Japan theme as he came out. Oh, yeah. What was that? Like, Devil's Cry? Devil Sky? Whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, Devil Sky. Yeah, dude, it with like the oh, same graphics and yeah. everything. Like, it set you up like this is a New Japan match in the way mm-hmm. that like last week, like by Kingo Omega is definitely mm-hmm. a dynamite match. It's like, no, whenever you have a hoss like Jeff Cobb, this is a yeah. hard hitting, strong style New Japan mm-hmm. match, and I loved it. It was a great match. Uh, New Japan Kenny is probably one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Definitely top five. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's uh. It was my match of the week for sure. Him and Cobb had really good chemistry, and Cobb is one of those guys where if he has the wrong opponent, that match, mm-hmm. like in a one-on-one match, it, it can it can die a death. And I don't think that's necessarily his fault. It's just he's a hoss, and hoss matches you got to be really careful with. Uh, but yeah, I, I absolutely love this match. So- Kenny actually getting up for the one-winged angel. No one's allowed to tell me that Kenny doesn't sell. <laughs> sold so well that it was impossible for mm-hmm. him to lift up Jeff Cobb and then he did it and it was awesome crowd ate it up wrestling's great well then those bastards came back and beat the shit out of Kenny only to be saved by the American Dragon returning Brian Danielson but whose side is he on oh fuck off they didn't really do that could you imagine if they did like the can they coexist <laughs> tag match next week Jeez. but yeah danielson uh sure enough once omega's back is turned mm-hmm. destroys him with a flying knee that was one of the best flying knees i've seen danielson do mm-hmm. in a minute it was so good i hope 
nobody was surprised by this. He told you it was going to happen. He said he had to go home. We knew what he meant, and he did the deal. So where are we at with the uh, Blood and Guts match? Because timetable-wise, we've got uh, Double or Nothing May. Yep. June is Forbidden, Forbidden Door. Door, which means we're looking at maybe July for Blood and Guts. Well, I guess the two questions are, one, how long is Matt actually out for? So Matt Jackson has a partially torn mm-hmm. bicep. I don't know if that's confirmed or if that's a work. Exactly. Because they they also say that Nick's out with an injury, too. Um, a completely torn bicep is, like, fucked. Like, he's yeah. we get no Young Bucks matches this year. No. Partially torn? Uh, I mean, you're the you're probably closer to the expert than I, but I would assume at most four months. That would, if be, everything goes I well, I think that'd be a very, if it's partially torn, that would be a very long rehab. I think I would expect him to be back even sooner than that. Like three, three makes sense. Right. Which means we're looking at June. Yeah. Um, and also he's someone who probably wouldn't send uh, a legal letter saying he wouldn't work hurt or work hurt. And, uh, I think we're getting something like a stadium stampede type match between the two anarchy in the arena. I I think we're getting some version of that before we get to the blood and guts. Yeah. Um, So where are you at on the five V five? Who's who did the black club black club? Anyway, the combat club. Yeah. I don't know who the BBC takes in. Hangman definitely dropped that in the promo. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, I, I actually have no read on who a, a fifth would be to come in for that. Maybe Kingston after he beats Claudio for the ROH championship. I, that's the closest I have to a real. I think the one that makes the most sense is that Callus, being the coward that he is kind of like ends up siding with black Blackpool combat club. Hangman really messed that up. Uh, it's stuck in my head now. Yeah, he um, <laughs> well, I know what he's doing. <laughs> um, it would make sense that that's where Takeshita comes in. Mm-hmm. Takeshita kind of makes sense. Um, I think Swerve would be a really good kind of like out of nowhere addition. Um, I'll tell you who would be a really good fit. Tell me if I'm wrong. Santana. That'd be great if he's ever coming back. But I'm saying like for it. I, no, I that would be the way to break him into singles mode. Right? Yeah. And I mean, even if he had to do some tags, it's kind of in yeah. there. And I think um I, you might be able to do Ortiz, but I don't think he fits with those guys. No, I think Santana fits. right? Yeah. It feels right, doesn't Santana it? Santana was always the killer of the two and yeah. didn't mean LAX. Um I think that'd be good. Maybe Pac. Uh if he ended up splitting off. I, I think, you know, the Blackpool. I'm sure it's close enough in the UK to him. But anyway, um, we're still getting Omega Bucks, Hanger, and Ibushi, right? Like, that's the five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I people might get sick of us talking about this, but it's like, that's one of the most intriguing things that AEW has on the table. I think all of wrestling, this is the best story, and it, we're going to be stretching this out for, what is it? April, May, June, July potentially august we're looking at a five-month story at least so i'm i'm excited for it um so i think what was probably my least favorite match of the evening is next with orange cassidy going over the butcher um 
I think it's the butcher's fault. I think Orange Cassidy is having a borderline wrestler of the year year. He's the workhorse, dude. Like he's really? defended this title like almost every single week. And besides this match, everything's been really good. Um, I don't know. They didn't have good chemistry. No, wasn't great. But I don't know if I need to necessarily blame anybody. No, no, it just wasn't wasn't fantastic. Um, they're definitely setting up Orange to lose it soon with the overworked angle. They're planning for that sooner rather than later, I think. And well, I assumed it'd be Takeshita, but it seems like they're setting him up for a loss against Sammy, Sammy yeah. on Rampage. So I'm like, I don't know what the fuck we're doing here. Well, I think that might be part of it. Sammy wins with some Jericho shenanigans, and that kind of finishes Callus' thing of you need some help in your corner, and whether that's with the Elite or BCC. Yeah. Could build to it, but... Yeah, I mean, we can fantasy book yeah. all night. But I... I... Am I wrong? I think Cassidy's been awesome this year. Oh, it's fantastic. No, he's had a great run with the title, put on some great matches, love the stuff with Jeff Jarrett. Um, we had a really quick promo with Jade uh, basically setting up the match with Taya for Battle of the Belts. The only reason I'm even mentioning this at all, because we already knew it was all coming, is just that the legal advisor that was with Mark <laughs> Sterling is actually a wrestler. It's Tootie Lynn. Yep, that's what she goes by. We've mentioned her on here before with a few indie shows. I like her. I just don't like her name. I I like her. I would love a name change if she's going to stick around <laughs> for a bit. Because it's just really hard to say Tootie Lynn and take myself seriously. But I do like her. I mean, it's a, it's a memorable name. It stands it, out. Oh, it's definitely I mean... a memorable name. Yep, not forgetting that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. Um... It's still so insane to me that Tony Khan was like, like Jade is even saying like, I want to wrestle better women. Mm -hmm. And TK's like, I gotcha. Taya Valkyrie. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I think the match itself would be fine, but it's just like, I wouldn't trust either one of them to have a 10 minute match. So it's like the best case version mm -hmm. of a match between those two is like eight minutes. They kind of like, it's going to be Brock Goldberg. <laughs> right. <laughs> finish your spam and then be done with it which i wouldn't hate what i've been saying this all along jade matches need to be like two minutes get in get out but yeah i uh i, I don't have anything else to say about that feud it's so bizarre to me moving on to that we get one of the best baby faces in the women's division willow nightingale unfortunately following yeah. falling to ruby soho and some outcast which shenanigans. is fine. um i actually really liked this match ruby still looks kind of soft but Willow is so fantastic, and Ruby's been getting better, so I like the dynamic of it. The pop of the match, though, was definitely Soraya on the outside. She stumbles on the camera cord, and then said the cameraman attacked me with his wires, and I fucking lost it. I, uh... I thought it was fine. I mean, I, I feel like all the time in WWE, kind of, it really softened Soho. Not that she was ever, like, you know super tight on the indies but it's just like it, it definitely seems like she's still working that style which i guess fits their stable yeah willow's awesome i i okay. honestly i think she sh probably should have been the one to take the title off of athena and i think they just rushed it to get her onto the aew roster um but yeah she's great mm -hmm. we've said that the whole time yep. like she was one There's of the few news. people that 
we would like women's wrestlers we would follow on the indies who were like guys like this is mm -hmm. this is a real person to look out for um i still think the spot of the match was in the post match where uh jamie hater went to go for a ripcord and like lariat on tony storm and got like so much momentum on mm -hmm. it that when she missed she oversold it and went into the ropes killer that was killer several weeks ago i was talking about how okada puts his weight mm -hmm. into it and it just really makes it look yeah. like a killer move haters the best woman on the roster and it's not close nope. i can't even think of who the second would be because she's head and shoulders above it'd be a healthy Her... d but she's not around <laughs> yeah i mean she dude i'm not kidding hater needs to have a run with that title like we've never seen before mm -hmm. she needs to have that streak like jade honestly where she's just undefeated for like two years no one can touch her our main event adam cole baby returns against our boy danny garcia i hated this match it was definitely a first match back there is no doubt about it i mean what we learned was that cole can bump now mm-hmm um, and obviously the story of the match was that Garcia was just dominating on offense mm -hmm. and Cole had to endure and catch Garcia when he could. And it was a fine match. I, I, maybe it was just me, but it sounded like they lost the crowd a little bit. I think so. Yeah. And so like towards the end, like I, I definitely would have taken a couple minutes off of this and I would have given Cole more offense. If you want Cole to look like dominant, I think that's the way to go mm -hmm. that, or you just have him lose this first match. I, I think that would have been really good too, to establish that he's got some self doubt, maybe have Jericho talk some shit. And then Adam Cole, you know, stands up for himself. Uh, like there's other ways we could have gotten here, but it kind of felt like, uh, I don't want to say a banana peel win, but it just, <laughs> it didn't really, it didn't really jive with me. Um, Post-match, Britt comes out, they hug, streamers fall from the ceiling, and then Jericho comes out and helps off Garcia, and that's the show. Yep. Um, so I did get to check out the All Access after I found a, a link and watched it before we started recording this. Um, I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was. I'd say it was like 15% total divas reality bullshit and like 85% more like beyond the mat style, like behind the scenes documentary. Eh. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it'll be like interesting to see, but I'm glad it's only a six episode run. So what were you, what were your overall thoughts? No, I, I enjoyed it. I liked that. It, I was worried it was going to be just a giant total divas thing and like all bullshit drama and like work shoots but no you got to see some stuff from the bucks coming back like before they were on dynamite and how was and that because that that's of, the that was the one thing i was interested in that, that was neat to see i mean they definitely were guarded in what they said they didn't once mention why they were gone of course they talked legally about, like, you can't yeah, yeah. They, they talked about worrying that they'd ruined their legacies and being like did like mm. did we just ruin our whole career should we just retire that sort of thing um and yeah, seeing them back, like step into the ring and just kind of hit the ropes again and run into everybody was pretty cool. The 
the stuff with Adam, like going through the doctors with a concussion, and that was was decently well done. They did a good job with that, and honestly, I, like I said, I enjoyed it. I I kind of like those cheesy things, though, so it's not a surprise. I think that it it could do Sammy a lot of good. I think it will do Ty a lot of good based on the okay. first episode. Okay. This feels like a Ty and Sammy rehabilitation project, and one that's really good hit for Ty. Um. The one that I was worried about was the Brit and Adam Cole because they are workers through and through. And I have a hard time having sympathy for Adam Cole if he like uses a total divas type show to kind of like milk sympathy out of that. It, it does that make sense? Like it, it feels inauthentic for a thing that could be authentic. And I think it would really kind of walk a line of like, I mean, obviously you're a pro wrestler. You got to make money off of it. You got to, you got to, you got to work it. Um, I just, part of me worries, like what you said, where they get maybe a little too reality heavy and kind of add in some fakeness with that, because I'm pretty sure it was as severe as they're saying. Oh yeah. Which is horrific. Yeah. And if you get into that, I think that would be really good. But also, if I'm Tony Khan, like that's also like a really hard thing to broach. Like concussions and mm-hmm. wrestling, like that happens way more often than people think. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I'm really interested to see how this plays out, and I I don't know if I'm gonna get a chance to see it. Um. Like I said, time so is kind of time. Yeah. <laughs> time is kind of precious right now. Uh, my wife and I are on like a three hour schedule at a time of like you know. Changing little dude's diaper, feeding little dude, holding him, making sure everything's good, trying to catch up on other stuff, and then oh shit, three hours is up. You got to do another one, and uh, I go back to work next week. So we're trying to figure out how all that's going to work. So, so yeah, the idea of sitting down to watch a reality show, I'm kind of like, I don't. I wouldn't invest your limited time on it, but okay, okay, people with a spare hour who like AEW, it's an hour. Yeah. I'm definitely not watching it. <laughs> oh my god! I, I mean, thought it was like, going to be like a tight 22 minute. Thing. No, no, it's a full. I mean, like 44 minutes, right? But you know, oh, is that every episode? I, I mean, I so because it's replacing that stupid slapping show. <laughs> I, I've had several people reach out to me and just be like, "Dude, I don't know about AEW and and Turner." I'm just like, "Are you kidding me?" Turner's begging them for more content. And did you see the numbers the preview for this show did? No. So after it was like fucking midnight on Saturday, they did a sneak preview. Oh, after the basketball game. Yeah. Sure. It, it did like 780,000 of like fucking oh, midnight on a what? Like this, this thing might actually be a draw. Well, to be fair, it might've just been a lot of people falling asleep with the TV on. I don't know um, though. It sounded like, I mean, We'll what see. was the what was the demo number? Uh 0.2 or 2.4? Whoa. Yeah, like for outdoing Rampage. Oh, it did smoked Rampage. Rampage barely charted, and this thing was like seventh on the evening. Dude, every once in and a while like, I'm just like they didn't even I, fucking advertise it. I didn't I know think Ramp- thing. I saw the rating. I was like, wait, the show hasn't come out yet. Dude. I think Rampage is going to die a death this week. That card looks like shit. Rampage is going to die a death this week. But I don't think they give a shit because they have the ROH pay-per-view, so fuck it, phone it in. 
Yeah, but whenever you you want to take as many eyes away from the competitor as possible, <laughs> and like I don't know, I mean, you get Kings of the Black Throne, which is cool. Yep. Them versus Best Friends is going to be a a cool little PWG match. That will and, be fun. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna check that one Honestly, out for sure. Sammy and Takeshita should be a good match. Sammy needs to kill it. Sammy's Sammy has to over deliver here and like convincingly be a better wrestler than Takeshita if he's going to be in the main event of Double or Nothing. <laughs> like for real. No, that, that's a tall order. It, it's a huge order, and I I don't know if the majority of people on the roster can outdo Takeshita. Very few. Yeah. So you could main event Takeshita and him and MJF Sammy. right now. You have to build to it. Oh, for sure. That's that's a main event. Yeah, you could do it. Um, real quick before we scoot onto that, what are we doing with the TNT title? Um, I have absolutely no idea. Okay. The vibe on it, the vibe on it's off. I I have the feeling that they've given up hope on Wardlow being like a big star. I think so. And I don't think they're wrong. Is that a hot take? I don't think it's a hot take. Um, Because I don't see him as someone who's going to be able to sell main events. You know? Like, for pay-per-views? Like, I, I, I just don't see it. And for Hobbs, he has to go on, like, a tear. Yeah, He has to be an absolute monster because... He needs to be on every single week. Come on, guys. Tony, come on. It's you were this technically is technically on. <laughs> wow, I mean technically. Yeah. All right. So you want to do a preview of honor? Let's get to it. Sweet. So um I didn't think we were getting an episode of Ring of Honor TV this week, but it turns out we recorded a surprise episode before Dynamite tonight. Mm-hmm. So uh with no ROH tapings announced after Supercard. Are we just doing this now? Like instead of dark, we do I, ROH. I almost wonder if they're gonna like surprise tape one ROH episode after the pay per view and then book a taping, but that'd be ballsy. That would be ballsy, but I mean, you'd have a big building, so it might. I don't know. I think we're still in for studio tapings for it, but maybe they stall for a week here or there. They to... have nothing announced. So, like, it'd oh, be yeah. one thing. Like, do you see what I mean? Like, I I, I think this is going to be the, the move going forward until they're touring on their own. I think it's the smartest. Because I would show up early for an ROH taping compared to a dark taping. Mm-hmm. But, anyway. Uh, so, I'm going to host this one. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to run down the card. You give me your thoughts. Uh, because I rant and rave, I will also give you my thoughts. So, <laughs> ROH Super Card of Honor. 331. By the time most of you are listening to this, it's tomorrow. Uh, Friday pay-per-views are pretty rad, so uh, let's go. We're going to start things off with the Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Titles. The Embassy, Bishop Khan, Brian Cage, Toa Leona with Prince Nana are facing AR Fox, Blake Christian, and Metalik. Mitch, what are the odds that AR Fox, Blake Christian, and Metalik win here. I would say pretty high because Brian Cage is Prince Nana gonna work there anymore. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I 
We also said that before he resigned. Truth be told, I'm 50-50, but I thought of that joke and had to get it out there. So I like the joke. <laughs> I kind of no sold it and I regret it. It was a good joke. Which, by the way, so I'm doing I'm doing uh, my uh rewatch of honor and watching <laughs> Ring of Honor in chronological order. I forgot how big Prince Nana used to be. <laughs> so it's like seeing him now, I'm just like, good for you. Good for you, dude. You're looking good. Um I think the team of AR Fox, Blake Christian, and Metalik is weird. Um, I do like Christian and Metalik as a tag team, though. I think that really works. Um, all that said, I'm really just going to be watching this match because I think Bishop Khan is a dude you could build around oh, for yeah. sure. He's got the look. I think he's really good in ring. Awesome. Um, yeah, so having three guys bump around for these three dudes... <laughs> I think it's going to be awesome, and I'm uh, I'm kind of pulling for the embassy here because I Brian Cage and Ring of Honor really really works. Now, truth be told, I'd really like to see the embassy retain here. Yeah, I, I hope they do. Yep. Um, next up, we've got the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. Youths Wheeler Yuta defends the title against Katsuyor Shibata. Mitch, out of a scale of zero to ten, how hyped are you for this match? This is what Supercard of Honor is about. Right? It's it's insane. This match is Ring of Honor as fuck. And I'm so here for it. It's a Ty Dillinger 10 for me. (laughs) Which, speaking of... He looks like fucking Tarzan! Did you see Sean... Like, Sean Spears has, like, Tarzan hair. And I'm just like, oh my god, he looks like a pro wrestler. It kind of works, right? Why not do that instead of your fucking off-center mohawk? That looks like shit. Maybe that's how he comes back. Dude, that would be awesome. I kind of want to see him come back now. But all that and all the, the mental wellness stuff, I'm I'm definitely pulling for him. So all that said, dude, we're getting Yuta versus Shibata. Is this match of the show? This is my most anticipated. Oh man, how could it not be? Dude. I'm giggly. <laughs> That's how good Rice? I- I'm hoping this leads off the show. Me too. It'd be so good. So who do you got in this match? I still have Wheeler winning it, but I don't know. Imagine, imagine your champion Shibata. Oh my god! I mean, you could do it. Like the pure championship really protects people. Absolutely, it's a great division for him to be in. I think it would be sick. I'm, uh, I'm pulling for it. Otherwise, like. That's a huge scalp for Yuta to walk away with. That is like, a huge scalp. It would really be setting him up. I Potential spoilers for what I think is going to happen. I wouldn't be shocked if the Combat Club guys lose their titles here and leave Ring of Honor. I assume that's the case. That's kind of the feel that I'm... That is 100% I what I think is happening. Okay. So yeah, Shibata is pure champion. Let's go. I'm rooting for it. Which means... I'm going to be cheering against Yuta, which means if he wins, I'm going to be pissed, which is perfect <laughs> for his character. Let's go. Um, next up, we've got... <laughs> nope, those are the WrestleMania notes. Uh, <laughs> we've got... I was like, Raw Tag Team Championship? What the fuck? Um, ROH Women's World Title. Athena defends against Yuka Sakazaki. Mitch, 
I'm going to defer to you on this one because I am not looking forward to this besides potentially Athena just working really, really stiff with Yuka and it being like a hard hitting match. Um, I've been disappointed by Athena on the TV version of ROH thus far. So I'm, I'm going to need you to pull this one out. Well, for, have we actually confirmed a hundred percent that it's Yuka? Has it ever been announced yet? Uh, the filthy Germans on cage match said so, so I'm going to assume so. I mean, I, I've been assuming so too. I just, I can't recall ever actually. You're the one who told me like, Hey, it's going to be you. Oh, well, yeah, they've been building to it for two months, but I mean, Yuka's also Japanese and visa issues are a thing. So like I'm saying, the fact that I haven't heard anything makes me worry something happened with a visa and we're going to get an audible, in which case Yamashita would be a phenomenal audible to go into. If that's the audible, I might have her win the title, to be honest. That would be awesome. Okay, so Athena challenged Yuka. That's what I'm seeing. Right. I so I just, yeah, I guess that, that'll hopefully... Oh, yeah, no, because that happened during the Yeah, yeah, it happened the, during the, taping. the second episode. Yep, yeah. I remember. Yeah, that was like the, like the first or second episode. Yeah, a while ago. <laughs> um... Yeah, like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, no, I think this match could be a sleeper hit as long as, uh, like, if Athena works that stiff style and, like, Yuka can handle it, like, she can go a lot stiffer than what she she does on AEW, even for her size. Like, we have killer Yuka in Japan, so if that, if that Yuka shows up, this could definitely be a sleeper hit. I think it could be the best women's match of the weekend for sure. Uh, my main concern is, again... For some reason, under Tony Khan's umbrella, women just don't work stiff. And it got Athena here. Like, she got a world title because she worked mm-hmm. stiff in a dark match. Yep. So, if she channels that here, that could be really fun. But like I said, I've been really disappointed by her so far. Um, so, I I hope she proves me wrong because I think I like the idea of Athena the wrestler more than actually watching her wrestle. Does that make sense? I think so. Um, so yeah, I appreciate you being hyped for this one for me. So that yeah, way, for it. that way I can be like, Mitch, you were right. I'll definitely, <laughs> I'll definitely defer to you on that. Uh, reach for the sky ladder match for the ring of honor world tag team titles. Top flight versus the kingdom versus the Lucha brothers versus Aussie open versus La Faction and Gobernobles. Who's winning this match? Um, Wait, there's only five teams? Yep. Yeah, I mean, it is five. a ladder match. That's ten people. Yeah. That's a lot of bodies. Um, I think Aussie Open's win. I think everyone except for Top Flight has a real chance here. <laughs> um... I could talk myself into any of them. There like is no answer I'm disappointed in. I would be disappointed by Top Flight. I'm not gonna lie. It just it's not their time. It's not their time. It's also just it's Ring of Honor, not Dynamite. Well, I I, I think they fit more on that roster for sure. Um I think the right move would be Lucha Bros. That way you have like an actual attraction for Ring of Honor TV. 
I think that would be really fun, especially if Eddie wins the world title and you could have them as a trio. I think that would be really fun. The kingdom make too much sense, man. They make a ton of sense. Like they're they're a really good tag team. I would be like, super happy if they won too. Right? Like right. I know I know people don't like them, but I'm just like I don't like them as singles wrestlers. But like you put Taven and Bennett as a tag team, like they've kind of carried this division mm-hmm. so far. Um, I could see them winning. I mean, La Faction winning makes perfect sense. And then selfishly, yes, I want Aussie Open to win because mm-hmm. that means they work more U.S. dates mm-hmm. and like we get more fun matchups with them. Um, so yeah, so you're predicting Aussie Open is that is that your prediction or is that what your heart wants? No, that's that's my prediction. I okay. think actually my heart wants the Kingdom the most. I think my heart wants the Lucha Bros because there's really nothing for them in AEW right now. And no, if you get are, some, they are stalled right now there. Yeah. I think it would bring some prestige to those titles, especially, you know, I mean, given that this is the, why else would they be tagging with Mark? You know, mm-hmm. if he comes down and hands them the titles, yeah. it makes sense. Storyline wise. It just, it feels right. Um, Anything else on that one before we move on? Nope. Is there anyone you want to form a prayer circle for? Um, Like half of them, but especially Phoenix. I was going to say, Phoenix and uh, Darius. Everybody are, with are a mask or list. who looks like they should have a mask. <laughs> I am I'm freaked out for Darius in this match. I'm just gonna say it. Um next up, we this match was just announced. Mm-hmm. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Daniel Garcia. Um I'm so hyped for this. Um I'm assuming Tanahashi goes over here. Uh, I don't know what that would lead towards. Maybe Claudio Tanahashi down the road. <laughs> could you fucking imagine? I mean, I Forbidden mean, Door it is... It could a... actually lead to Tanahashi Jericho again. I wouldn't hate it. That could be where it's going. For Forbidden Door? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't hate it. There's so much history there. kind of makes sense. I don't know. I kind of want Tanahashi Claudio more. That can happen that's... along the way, too. Yeah, I guess. We put matches like that on Dynamite all the time. That's just a thing. Well, especially we Ring of do. Honor. Yeah, yeah. That's just a Ring thing of Honor is just matches. So yeah. yeah, that's true. Um so yeah, what going into this match, it's kind of weird because there's no build, but I, I think it's a perfect WrestleMania weekend match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll see what the build is when Garcia randomly challenges him from the pre-tape. <laughs> That happened earlier tonight because that's where it came from. I read a tweet today and I saw it. Tanahashi posted. He's like back in America. And I was like, ooh, that's interesting. Why are you randomly back in America? I guarantee that St. Louis crowd is like, what the fuck? (laughs) Okay. I mean, call your shot, I guess. Um, Actually, it would have been really cool to get Jericho versus Tanahashi on this show, but. I, I think Gar- Garcia Tanahashi will have a really fun match. Oh yeah, I don't. I doubt it's going to be the match of the show. Nope. I think those honors are going to go to our next match: <laughs> Triple A Mega Championship. Alhio Del Vikingo defends against Commander. I, dude, this is my most anticipated match of WrestleMania weekend, and it's not really close. Um, it's as cool as like Yuta Shibata is. It's just like, dude. Commander and El Hio 
Del Vikingo are going to be working with each other a mm-hmm. bunch, like a bunch this coming up. Go Especially, yeah. I think there's one other match this weekend that they they have that uh, that tri- that uh, triangle match. Mm-hmm. But yeah, dude, I'm hyped for this match. So the floor is yours. I don't know what to say. I mean, it's going to be bonkers. Um, what what do I say to this? Like, we know it's going to be insane. I just want to watch it. I guess it means the relationship's really pa- definitely 100% patched up that they got him back so soon again. I guess that or Vikingo is just like, you either let me work there or I leave to go work right. there. <laughs> <laughs> Conan doesn't really have too much of a say in that, no, I guess. No, Vikingo's got him by the balls if he wants to. Huh? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I showed my brother clips of the Vikingo-Omega match, and he was like, like the, the second rope mm-hmm. to the outside 630, he was like, I don't understand how that happened. And I was like, yeah, dude, he's uh, he's sick. I think this match is going to be awesome. There's a lot of people upset that Tony Khan booked this even though GCW is running it like next month or something like that. I uh, I don't know. I don't have enough energy to get into it. But... Nope. Let's move on. <laughs> um, ROH World Television Championship. Samoa Joe loses it to Mark Briscoe? Mitch, am I crazy? I think Joe wins. Joe wins too. I think they're playing a long game with Briscoe, and this is going to draw so much fucking nuclear heat. Joe cheats to win, or does Joe win clean? Because I kind of want Joe to win clean. I don't. I don't. I don't think he cheats. I. I think he just straight up chokes him out. I think Briscoe goes to sleep. Yeah. I I think Mark Briscoe is going to be like we're gonna look back at the end of 2023 and he's going to be wrestling's most sympathetic babyface and this is gonna be not obviously not where it starts because of the tragedy that you know at the end of last year but dude I don't know I I think we're building towards something really special uh, but if he wins it here that's also a cool moment he wins the singles title he always wanted to get so. I don't know. I'm I'm mixed on this, but I'm really excited for this match. Um and finally, our main event for the Ring of Honor World Championship, Claudio Castagnoli defends against Eddie Kingston. Um how disinterested in Eddie Kingston are you going to be if he loses this match? I just don't know what you do with him if he loses. <laughs> I'd, I'd send him to Wait. dark. Like, like, I don't know what you would do with it. He has to win this match. I have no idea what to do with Eddie if he doesn't pull through here. I assume he will. I have no reason to think he won't. But I, That I, or he, he turns heel and joins the combat club? I don't know. Yeah, I, I got nothing beyond. I'm assuming he wins and that's it for, for Claudio and ROH. Which would be a bummer. I mean, at that, least for the time being, right? TK yeah, but that means that Claudio's out. two world title wins were like super lackluster. Well, Not I his mean, wins, but like his reigns. I mean, one of them could have been better, but Gresham was a little bitch, so. <laughs> Literally. 
I'm ranked higher in the PWI. <laughs> what a sad, strange little man. Oh, uh, all right. So, are, are, is is that our Ring of Honor preview? I think that is our Ring of Honor preview. All right, you wanna you wanna walk us through this WrestleMania card? Let's do it. And there is a lot of stuff, and we want to get through it quick because most of it's gonna suck. So let's play a game. I'll name the match, and it's a yay or a. So okay, they're doing two nights. Yes, but they haven't announced what's on what night besides besides like uh, a couple matches. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. So this is the pre- so as bro. as I was writing the show notes, <laughs> bro. <laughs> R.I.P. Matt Riddle. Yeah. He um. <laughs> I uh, as I was doing the show notes, what is that one? Two, three, there were twelve matches for night one, according to Cage Match, and I was like, "Damn, night two's got to be stacked." I think Cage Match is drunk. I think so too. I. Those those pesky Germans that are are yeah. running this amazing website, uh, they're doing the Lord's work. But uh, to be fair, WWE hasn't said jack shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, all right. So what's what's the game? Sorry, it's there's a match and it's either a good one or an absolute stinker, and most of them are probably going to be stinkers. All right, let's let's do it. All right. In no particular order, we have the United States Championship. Austin Theory defending against John Cena. I'll say yay. Um, Well, uh, uh, it's an easy one to poo-poo. As someone who wants to watch the world burn, it's pretty obvious that Vince is back with the pencil because Austin Theory is going to get the win over John Cena. And Mitch, some of us just want to watch the world burn. Including Nick Khan, who said, and I quote, he's a little bit helping with creative. Oh, which in off. Nick Khan's speak means he's doing all he's the He's head guys. creative? Yeah. yeah. The <laughs> fact that he didn't say it was still, like, he, he was like, obviously they have the relationship being a son-in-law. But he said Vince is helping a little bit. So we... Yeah, he's, married to, he's married to one of the children he hates. Yep. So yeah. All right. Next up, Ray Mysterio against Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> Big old. Yep. That's gonna be so bad. Oh god. I think he's already there. I don't think her contract's quite up yet, but that'd be the only way to make it worse. Uh, <laughs> Interference by Vic. Vicky comes out in full dominatrix gear. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, Raw Tag. Oh, both tag teams championships because they're still unified. Nope. Right? Read, read, read what I wrote because that's how it's pitched. The WWE Raw Tag Team Championship slash WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship. The Osos, the champion of both belts, defending against Sami Zayn and Kevin Steen. Is that not wild that they just like didn't unify the titles? They're like these are the yeah. WWE Raw Tag Team Championships and the WWE SmackDown Tag. This sucks. This place sucks. <laughs> there's a there's a red belt, and then there's the blue belt, and the Usos got both belts. I think it'll be fine. It should I, be I, a pretty good match. I don't know if I'm gonna end up watching it, but I'm I'm we'll probably watch the highlights and I'll be like, oh yeah. It's it sure is cool seeing 
Sammy and Kevin working together. I, I just don't like the Usos. Like, I don't get the hype. Yeah, I don't. Do I. I really don't. Never have. Okay, glad uh, glad to know that if we're on yeah. an island, you know, yeah. I've got a good buddy here. No, with I'm me. not a big Usos person. I am excited to see Sammy and Kevin get get it, but all right. Next up in a match for absolutely no reason, I assume, uh, Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman, and Ricochet. Let's against... stop there. <laughs> like I can already. <laughs> the fucking idea. <laughs> that Braun Strowman is like fuck indie wrestlers, and then gets fired and can't get indie bookings. Comes back in tags with one of the greatest indie wrestlers of all time. Is so, like that's karma justice. Right after there, like, shitting, it was like a week after he shat all over him on Twitter too with the flippy floppy thing. Like literally called yeah. him out. Yeah, <laughs> so he's like Triple H basically said, "All right, watch this fucker." Um, so, so no, who are they facing? I no apologize. reason at all. Braun Strowman and Ricochet against the Viking War Machine Experience Raiders against the Street Profits against Alpha Academy. Who's Alpha Academy? Uh, Gable and Otis. Oh, still? Yep. Yo, for a company that loves breaking up tag teams, I'm shocked that... Uh... Well, I thought I read that they did break up. I thought Otis went to be a model with the other geeks. A model? Yeah, they have a model stable. They just pose all the time. Is it like Fan- Fandango and Breeze? Um, it's... I think it's a couple of uh, Retribution rejects that do it. I know. Oh, no. Um, it's the, the guy, the Saudi Arabian guy that gets his token win every year at the Crown Jewel. He's in there. I almost said Nick Khan. Um, I, I don't know. Oh, uh, Mustafa Ali? No, no, he's not Saudi. Uh, Mansoor. I don't know. Who's Mans- Mansoor? He's the token Saudi win guy. I don't know. I do not know who you're talking about. But at about. any rate, yeah, they play model geeks, and I thought I read that Otis was joining them. But at any rate, this is the match. Who's Who did the gimmick better, Otis or Eugene? Uh, is it wrong if I say Otis? <laughs> Next match. Uh, Intercontinental Championship. Walter against Sheamus against Drew McIntyre. Oh, shit. I called him Walter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. Walter. My bad. That was my bad. (laughs) I also wrote Steen. I wrote Kevin Steen. Uh, Wishful thinking, I guess. I I think this match will be fun. Um, Triple threats in WWE are not always great. So we'll see, but these are three big dudes who are just gonna beat the shit out of each other, hopefully. So yeah, I'll give this one a thumb up too. Um, spoiler alert: this next match will be getting a big old. Uh, we've got <laughs> bro. Okay, before we read the participants and then tell me who has the better women's roster between AEW and WWE, because okay. I was writing these names and I was like, bro. So. This might take a couple takes to get through with a straight face, so I'm going to read the four teams that are The in... fucking first tag team, I was like, why would you do that? That's yeah. trolling. That's trolling. So just brace yourselves. This may take a couple of attempts. Fuck, it's, it's tough on the first team. Um, we've got Natalia and Shotzi against... <laughs> what the fuck? 
<laughs> like, See, I already fucking lost. I assume that they regularly tag team together on like WWE <laughs> SmackDown or WWE Raw, and their matches are like amazing. I mean, Shotzi's only had to delete Twitter six times because she fi- she caught caught botching after beaking everybody else. She will have a job as long as uh, Paul's running mm-hmm. the show. Uh, so job. we've got Natalia and Shotzi against Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Work rate ladies right against there. Against Liv Morgan and Raquel Gonzalez. Against Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. I like uh, Shayna Baszler. I like Baszler, Baszler. Baszler. I like Shayna. She's fine. But I didn't know Ronda Rousey was in this match. <laughs> Bro, it, is the entire Botchamania episode just going to be this match? Mm-hmm. They're going to have to inter they're going to have to like intersect with other matches so they don't get copyrighted just to keep the time short enough. I was like I whenever I was writing the names I was just like, dude, come on. Like enjoy what you enjoy, but this shit's nuts. Um, okay, moving on. We got. You don't have a prediction? No, I don't have a prediction. I don't give a fuck. I got 20 bucks on Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. All right. Imagine Uh, if they lose, though. Like, you get Ronda Rousey to come back to put over an Italian (laughs) Shotzi. That'll be a dusty finish, of course. Oh, my God. We've got Seth Rollins against Logan Paul. In what's rumored to be his last contracted match, uh, that's probably just public negotiating. Unless Definitely. Tony Khan <laughs> brings him in for double or nothing, that'd be could a you good imagine, use to your money. Could you imagine Logan Paul versus MJF? Honestly, it like Logan Paul can fucking go. I hate the guy, but that'd be yeah, a good use of your dude. money. Like, no, I, I, I guarantee you, it's public negotiating. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, it's annoying than Dax's at least. <laughs> um, I I'll I'll definitely watch the highlights of this. I think yeah. it could be fun. I've been pretty impressed with Logan so far. I think it should be good. Um, this next match is weird as hell. Okay, this is this is like hard to get through for a different reason. Just because you read it and you're kind of like, what the hell is going on? Um, Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus. Against damage control, so Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Shirai. I don't. I assume there's a story here. Oh. <laughs> but I can't help you out. I, uh... No, this gets another big old out of me. I, I don't know. I There was a minute where Becky Lynch was like the hottest act in the company. There uh, was. And, and Bailey could have been. There was also uh, a minute for Seth Rollins as well, and now they're both super geeks. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> this next match. Ah. Bro, like the rest the rest of these matches oh. for, for this section yeah. are insanity. Insanity. Bro. This Brock, is like, uh, anyway. Brock Lesnar against almost as good as Giant Gonzalez. Dude, I fuck me. I'm gonna I'm gonna die laughing if almost goes over, and that's oh the last God. we see of Brock in WWE. That would be terrifyingly funny. Um, 
We have a Hell in the Cell match at WrestleMania <laughs> because we need to obstruct people's views even more from seven stories up. So Gotta we're going to put a it. fucking cage in there and do Edge versus Finn Dett Balor in what will surely be a 45-minute snooze fest. Mitch, I got to ask you, what are the odds that Edge will go to that place, that dark place? They're not allowed to go to that dark place. It's too PG. I'm sure Finn Balor is going to come out in the getup mm-hmm. and everyone's going to lose their mind, mm-hmm. but it's nowhere going to be as cool as Prince Devitt's like Venom gear back in Wrestle Kingdom. I, I, this is a big old fart from me. Yep. Uh, okay. Raw Women's Championship, Bianca against Asuka. P- potentially could be the best this, match out of all the ones we've gone through so far. Yeah, that could be a really good match. That absolutely could be. And. I'm hopeful that it will be because there's a lot of shit on here that I, I don't know, do. dude. Like if this took place in like NXT, I think it, mm-hmm. we could, we could be more sure of that, but yeah. it being like on a WrestleMania, yeah. I just, yeah, I, I feel the fear, um, but it's got potential. Um, last on undetermined nights, we have the SmackDown women's championship, Charlotte Flair defending against Rhea Ripley. A giant fart, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't. Imagine if Charlotte wins. <laughs> like, I mean, if you need any doubt that Vince is back, <laughs> when Rhea gets this win stolen from her after bro. the last time, and then he yanked Charlotte away and said, "Nope, no follow up for you." But he fucking does it again. He does it again. Um, like Vince McMahon is like Lucy with the football mm-hmm. and all these people are just Charlie Brown. You keep fucking going for it So and show up to two nights of WrestleMania on that note on things that you could totally get Charlie Brown on night two. The only match we know for sure is night two Roman reigns against the American nightmare. Cody Rhodes. Will it happen? It has to, right? It has to. Could you imagine the wet part of an ending if it doesn't? Oh, you mean like, can I imagine if Roman Reigns wins a WrestleMania main event that he shouldn't have? (laughs) Yeah, Mitch, I can imagine that. Could you imagine if they stopped the Hell in the Cell match for breaking the rules and being too violent? Could you imagine such a thing? Yes, Mitch, I can. (laughs) Could you imagine Goldberg going over the Fiend in Saudi Arabia? Could you imagine such a thing? With Vince McMahon in power? Anything is possible. Um, I would assume like Cody's the the safe bet to win, but like he has to. Vince is back, so I'll I'll tell you exactly what happens. If Cody loses, the WWE fans are going to be like, "No, that's what should have happened. We need another year of this so The Rock can come back." I'm serious. That's going to be oh, no, the thing. They're going to be like, yeah. yeah, Cody's just going to not be sure of himself. And I'm like, oh, cool. That's a cool story. We're going to have so many more promos of like the fucking whoever Rusty he faces. Rose is my father. Yeah. The Miz is going to come out and be like, your dad would be ashamed of you, Cody. I'm picking Cody. I And honestly, I will watch this match in its entirety yeah. just to fucking like revel in the spectacle um 
All right, last segment. I'm I selected some indie matches for WrestleMania weekend that I think are notable, and there's so many shows, mm-hmm. and all of them look like dog shit. So I'm gonna run through some matches, uh, and I want you to give some comments on those as I go. This shouldn't take us too long at all. Um, Kota Ibushi, Mike Bailey at Bloodsport. <laughs> if it uh, wasn't for that last part. I would be so psyched for this. Oh, Mitch, guess what movie I watched last night for the first time? Hmm. Bloodsport. Oh, no way. Does that it movie suck? fucking sucks. Son of a bitch. <laughs> my, have you seen it? The Jean-Claude oh. Van Damme movie? Okay. Oh. So my favorite fucking part is halfway through, literally halfway through the movie, um, American cops show up in China. One of them's Forrest Whitaker, like a young Forrest Whitaker, to take Jean-Claude Van Damme back to America so he can't fight in the Kumote. And what happens next is as best as I can describe a Mentos commercial. And then we get back to like people dying in the ring. It is so jarring. Anyway, um, if this match was happening anywhere else, I'd be psyched, but it's a blood sport. So I don't really care for the culture. Every like last year was a total shit show. Uh, This year has Brian Keith versus two cold Scorpio. (laughs) I'm checking that out. That, I'm a big Brian Keith guy. That'll be wild. Um, doesn't that that sounds like Joey Janela's Spring Break? That like I'm sure just saying, does. like that. Um, Impact New Japan's running their weird multiverse, mm-hmm. not copywritten uh, show. Hopefully, they get sued by Marvel and they change the name. I don't know. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Mike Bailey. This is going to be Dragon Screw, Dragon Screw, Dragon Screw. Um, any thoughts on that? Eh, not really. <laughs> Am I just going to run through all these? <laughs> no, no, I've got other. I'll let you jump in. Okay. On. The New Japan Strong Openweight Championship, Kenta versus Minoru Suzuki. This is not going to be a 2005 match. Uh, so let's get that expectation out there, but it should still be really good. Hopefully it, it could be great. It could be great for what it is, or it can be the stinker of the weekend for. I think it could be solid. I, I think that I think the floor is pretty high. I think the floor is high. Uh, if it hits four stars, I'm going to be very pleased. Um, the WrestleCon Mark Hitchcock Memorial Show. United Empire, Jeff Cobb, Kyle Fletcher, and Mark Davis versus Kushida, Alex Shelley, and Chris Sabin. That is a trios match, bud. I am looking forward to that one. That'll be sick. Uh, and then we also have the Triple A Mega Championship. El Hio del Vikingo uh, defends against Black Taurus and once again, Commander. Very. Uh, these guys have off, awesome chemistry. Taurus is a great. Um, I almost said bottom. What, what's the what's the term for like uh, the Mexican hoss base? Yes, <laughs> he is a great base. He might be a great bottom. I don't know. Maybe that's his thing. Look at the gear. It checks out. Joey Janela Spring Break. Kota Bushi versus Joey Janela. I am so hyped for that. Mike Bailey versus El Hio del Vikingo. That. I'm hyped for like this. I think that is the GCW show for me. Um, I was disappointed by uh gringo loco show. I think he's facing like mm. psycho clown, which like could be fine, but like the rest of that card didn't really do anything for me. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Those two matches for sure. And then <clears throat> for GCW's tag titles, Shelly and Saban defend against Oliver and Nick Wayne in what could be a really awesome passing of the torch. That could be um, fantastic. 
I, I think that could be really special. Um, so yeah, Janela Spring Break. If you're gonna watch one of these indie shows, I I would say that one just for those three matches. Um, and then finally, Prestige is running. We pretty quickly jumped off of that, but West Coast Pro Championship, Titus Alexander defends against Michael Oku. That is going to be fun. That is going to be an absolute banger. That's I miss West Coast. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. So if you had to pick one of those cards, which one would you check out? Uh, Janela's Spring Break. I mean, I'm going to try and pick and choose a few other things to catch as well. There's there's a couple other Bloodsport matches that I'm going to check out, and we'll see what else catches my eye. Oh, yeah, you got to watch Josh Barnett, Timothy Thatcher. <laughs> oh, God, no. I, I am curious about Mox and Coughlin, and, I mean, I'm excited for Shafir and uh, Killer Kelly as well. I think they could have a, a good Bloodsport-style match together. I'm not uh, looking forward to Thatcher and uh, Barnett. I will not insane. be. I will not be watching that one. That I can say with absolute. Um, learn from our experience last year. Don't feel like you have to watch everything. Nope, nope. nope. Watch Supercard of Honor. Check out Spring Break. Call it a weekend. Uh, with that, I'm Jake. I'm Mitch. We're the Bingo Hall Boys. See you guys next week.